0: This is John and Robin Boyles of Celebrate Libraries with another podcast in the New Ways to Dream uh, series. We're speaking today with La Crosse County Library Director Chris McArdle-Rojo. Chris, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today about the library system, the La Crosse County Library. Uh, We're meeting here in Holman, Wisconsin, and maybe we can touch on the, uh, the new Holman Library, which was Uh, opened uh, September 2017
1: as well. La Crosse County Library is a unique structure in the state of Wisconsin. We have joint municipal agreements with the municipalities that we have physical library locations in. Um, Unlike most libraries in the state, the municipality owns the building and provides the staffing and materials. In La Crosse County, Our municipalities own the buildings, provide the maintenance and upkeep, and the county provides um, the staffing and resources. So it makes for a unique situation, but uh, for the most part, a pretty successful Uh, one. The closest structure that would be similar to us would be Door County. However, uh, Sturgeon Bay does own part of the building there as well as Door County. So they're not quite the same. Um, So... Holman becomes even more unique because we actually then lease space from the village of Holman for our administrative center. And that's why we're located here in Holman today oh. to visit with me where my office is located.
0: I see. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for providing that outline. Um, so, how, just uh, knowing how long you've been here and then um, what are your, generally, what are your responsibilities as the director?
1: I served as county library director since January of 2003, so just uh, celebrated my 15th anniversary with the county. And uh, generally, my responsibilities include administrative, um, the administrative work for the five locations in Bangor-Campbell, Holman, Alaska, and West Salem. And so I provide um, the administrative oversee as well as um, Am um, a liaison with the five municipalities that, where we have our cooperative service agreements.
0: Do you make presentations in um, uh, governmental uh, boards, uh, town, town boards, or? or-
1: Um, we, each municipality has their own structure on where their uh, facility falls in. So for example, here in Holman, the village has a park and rec library committee. And so I meet with that committee once a month. Our La Crosse County library board is the governing agency for the service. So that's a monthly Board um, and then our other locations are each a little different. Um, the city of Onalaska has a library commission, which they call as needed, and um, then our smaller locations generally work directly with the, um, with the city administrator or mayor or what have you. So,
0: you've been here since 2003, you were a librarian previously.
1: Yes, actually, libraries is all I've ever done. Oh. So when I was in fifth grade, I started shelving books at my school library after oh, wow. school. Um, in high school, I had an opportunity during a study hall to work in the school library. Mm-hmm. When I was sixteen, my family uh, was living in Eau Claire, Wisconsin oh. at the time, and so my first paid position was as a library page at the Ellie Phillips Memorial Library. Did grow up here in La Crosse, but we moved to Eau Claire for a short period of time. When I graduated high school, I returned here to start at UW La Crosse, and I worked um, for the City of La Crosse Library oh. at their North Community Library as a page, and then moved down to the main library as a children's library children's room library assistant, mm-hmm. I believe was the title at the time. Um, and my long-range goal was actually to pursue library. Um, libraries as a career And so I did Two years of my undergrad here And then transferred down to Madison Where they actually In their school of library and information school at the time mm-hmm. You could take grad courses as an undergrad And so my big bad plan Was to be a law librarian Actually really? And so I had this big plan To finish library school And then go on to law school And um, during My master's work, we got an opportunity to do an internship, which I did at a a law firm in Madison. And and I do love the environment, but I realized that um, doing support work for the paralegals and the attorneys, um, I was missing that public interaction or people interaction in general. And uh, so then ended up going back to my public library roots and... Um, when I finished my master's program, I was a children's librarian in Storm Lake, Iowa, which is a small town in eastern Iowa. Uh, moved on to Albert Lee, Minnesota in the Salco region as a um, adult services librarian, and then I took over as director at the Austin Public Library in 1999. And had no intentions to leave that. It's a wonderful community, very supportive of their library. The Hormel Foundation is there, and they helped... Um, reinvigorate the downtown area in Austin and incredibly supportive community for libraries. But the job opened in my hometown and just made my way back this way to La Crosse County.
2: Um, It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful.
1: Mm -hmm. It is. The Cooley region is, is a wonderful place to live and work.
0: Chris, before we get into the new Holman Library... I'm wondering uh, a couple of things. Uh, I'm interested in the uh, challenges and rewards of administrating the uh, five branches, your role, and uh, then uh, what's the role of uh, the La Crosse County Library within the Winding Rivers Library System?
1: Our, we are a member of the Winding Rivers Library System along with the 32 other libraries in the seven-county region. And um, we also have kind of a unique, again using that word, uh, with our physical location where the city of La Crosse is obviously part of La Crosse County, but they've exempted themselves from the county library tax and operate their own services. And so when we look at the challenges of the county library, of course from my position one of the biggest challenges is just the not being on site at all five locations. It's very very difficult to try to lead by example and serve and support our staff from afar. So uh, I spend a lot of my time trying to balance out my time and attention between the five locations. I I find that very important. Um, Another unique challenge that we face is we are more popular material centers rather than research and archive services, which is a role that Lacrosse Public plays. And I think that some of the funding authorities have a difficult time distinguishing the two natures or the two missions that exist here. Um Lacrosse Public obviously provides public library service, but they're funded Their tax support is at a much higher level than the county, Um, and so La Crosse Public is funded um, about $80 per capita, and La Crosse County libraries are funded at about $32 per capita, so there's a large discrepancy there. However, La Crosse Public provides archive services, um, research and reference services, and we do that on a limited basis, but La Crosse actually serves as the resource library for Winding Rivers. So in the state of Wisconsin, each system has a resource library. Mm-hmm. So if we can't answer a reference question per se, we can go to La Crosse Public for backup assistance in that resource library role. So we do our best to work cooperatively uh, with La Crosse Public, but the politics always seem to get in the way. So I would say um, from my position that that political nature is... Is always a challenge. Um, It's nothing we can't overcome, and uh, we believe we are good partners in the area, but nevertheless, it's always one of those challenges that we're facing.
0: Okay. And uh, uh, rewards?
1: I think the rewards are definitely the strength of the La Crosse County Libraries. Uh, This building is a perfect example of it. Um, We might not be an equivalent service to the cross public, but we're providing and addressing the needs of the communities that we serve. And they're showing that support by providing us these beautiful facilities. And so I think that that's one of the greatest rewards of this job is, is to get that back from your, the communities that you serve. And the people that come and use these facilities cherish the buildings and the staff within them, which makes our job all the more easier.
2: We were at West Salem. Last evening, and there was a film, and a film.
1: Oh yeah, oh, our friends. It
2: was front just a joy. It was a joy to see. Yeah, the we Families s- come in and the popcorn. And
1: <laughs> you know,
2: and then they're in the teen center before reading books, mm-hmm. and getting ready to go, and it was in the sunlight coming through that new building. It's relatively new.
1: Right. It's it's just a you know barely a decade and a half old. So. And,
2: and you know, it's I don't know how the architect, and I won't go on a tangent here, but as I was photographing it. And is that a? It must be a feed. There's a beautiful feed steel. It's almost like for me, it's like a sculpture form. But it's a feed center, or is it?
1: Oh, off in the distance, you're yes. talking about in the landscape. Yeah. yeah, it's. I think that. Yeah, it's, Those unique characteristics of each location. Is that rural? A little bit of rural nature still existing. And um, so our role becomes very different than a more urban setting like the Cross Public Library. So, you know, we feel like we work so well with them because they're providing one end of the spectrum and we're providing that other. Um, you know, even here in Holman, you know, you can see the remnants of the area farms and you don't have to drive far to, to get to the agricultural nature of the area. And um, so that makes our services even more unique
2: Well, you know it's it's absolutely a joy because you see that you see i don't know if the architect intended it in relationship to that building if they were in but you, there's these round circular forms mm-hmm. and i was talking with our last librarian that we interviewed uh, dean? dean dean and i was it. suggesting that you put contemporary art form <laughs> have the high school kids put the art in front because there's so much here that they could mm-hmm. play off on and the beautiful cafe that's right next to this building, mm-hmm. the old time. The food was great. We just had lunch.
1: Oh, the at p- Jacqueline's. Oh, and I thought special about my dad, who yeah. used to love <laughs> to fish in this
2: area. You know, he would have been so happy just eating at the table. We had pot roast. Oh, and their daily special. Yeah, it,
1: it's that? wonderful. I, I don't know if you got a chance to look at some of the displays out here that the Historical Society did, but I think another um, a fun aspect of this new building is residents who have lived here a long time coming in and seeing, you know, this used to be the canning factory land and, you know, they remember that and some of them worked at it. So it's just that tie to the history of the community that I think libraries represent and, and, uh, and make part of the landscape. So
0: were you part of the early planning process of the new library or did you sort of come in as, as once that it it's sort of, um, kicked into like a little bit faster pace or how did
1: that go with the municipalities owning the building Mm -hmm. it does provide a different level of participation that that we provide Um, we certainly try to make our expertise available as far as workflow and and service looks and and um, in the end the architect is hired by the municipality and so Holman went into this with a campus plan Our police station is is right off of here, and the village hall will eventually be relocated here. So there's those architectural aspects that you were just talking about that were beyond us as far as um, our understanding with the way that we're located is when all three buildings are complete, from an aerial perspective, they'll all face each other. (laughs) We struggled in the beginning with, well, that's not... That appears to be the main entrance, but it's not the main entrance and, and those kind of details. So those were were concerns we raised during the design process, but there was a bigger story involved in it. So we certainly wanted to respect that. But as far as the village goes, they did have um, they they wanted all their buildings to resemble each other, so the the colors and some of the choices are are were, were already in in play. But they were very wonderful to work with as far as identifying collection space and you know how we wanted some things laid out. I think with any project you can look back and say, oh I wish we would have done that and why didn't we do that? Um, but with the nature of our agreements, we're very pleased to have the the outcome that we have and and we can make it work is basically our our philosophy. Is you provide us this beautiful building, and we'll provide you the level of service your community deserves. So
2: the An in- in- Alaska location is wonderful too. It's like mm-hmm. the boat shape.
1: Yeah, there's all those architectural features that you think you know.
2: Oh, it made me smile. And then, you know, it's the sunfish. Oh yeah. And, and I send a photo of it to a good friend of mine <laughs> in Virginia. I said, "This, it's incredible." And the sun- <laughs>
1: It was it's just <laughs> fun, fun, yeah. And that's what when I talk about some of the joys of my job, I think that's what makes it um, every day a little different. Because you are dealing with five communities that each have their own unique personality. Um, you know, we we try to come at things as we want policies to be. You know, one policy that rec- that um, works for all of La Crosse County Library, but the reality is. It's going to work a little different in this community and a little different in that community, mm-hmm. and so I think what makes our job fun is is making those things work for the community that we're serving. So.
0: Have you heard uh, back about uh, uh, the uh, reactions, the uh, local community's reaction to uh, to the new, to the new building? What kind of feedback are you getting from the community? I, I know it's still new. It's, it's still really it's still new.
1: new. Uh, people discover us every day. And, and that's always a fun aspect of a new building. Uh, we didn't move that far, just a couple blocks down the street, but it's amazing how many people just stumble on us on the walking trails or um, the, you know, the schools. We've kind of a little more centralized to the schools, so yes. their classes are walking over. It's just been wonderful. Um, and I think the community, you mentioned before about the community aspects of libraries, uh, our meeting room space has enabled us to uh, provide library services to people who traditionally didn't use the that that didn't look to us for reading materials. For they, for an example, the home and business association is hosting their monthly meetings here now, and so these are um, you know major business community members that. Um, are relying on the library to provide them space. And we're seeing that support come back to us in, in turn. You know, they're, they're posting our publicity. They're Great. spreading the word. And they're just pleased that this was kind of, um, it, it becomes their, you know, they have a bigger stake in the, in the, li- in the building then. Mm-hmm. And so that's been very wonderful. We've had the Home and Rotary Clubs come over and met here a couple times. And we have a number of community groups that are utilizing the space now. And um, we didn't have room for that in the, in the old building. Um, but now we can not only provide that, but then we can be having those conversations about how else can we support your businesses in our community and how do we move beyond that traditional thought of Printed materials being the library's role, and uh, so that's been a wonderful, wonderful addition to our services here in in Holman. Um, we were fortunate enough to have that experience a little bit in West Salem and on Alaska with those building projects, where we were, which are not that old um, in in our eyes anyway. West Salem was was built in 2000, and on Alaska was renovated and expanded in 2009. So. Um, we, we're we just so fortunate to be in an area where libraries uh, play such a, a, a great role in how the, the funding sources and the municipalities are supportive of them.
0: Would you say uh, just education in general, learning in general? I mean, you have the three, three uh, you know, Western Technical, you have Turbo, you have La, uh, La Crosse uh, University. So it seems that there's a real, in the county, there's a real, this is a, for this side of the the uh, state there seems to be there seems to be a strong educational core. Absolutely, and maybe then that has an influence on the on the acceptance and support of public libraries.
1: I, I would truly believe that. Uh, I think especially when people are moving further out of the city center mm-hmm. into a more suburban type uh, environment, they're looking for resources like they expect there to be. Um, Services such as libraries and the medical yeah. aspect and the educational aspects. So uh, we're very, again, very fortunate to um, be on people's radars.
0: Yeah. And uh, Dean was mentioning how much Holman itself has grown within a. Short
1: we term. do. We, we hear statistics thrown about how they're one of the fastest growing communities in Wisconsin, definitely in western Wisconsin. and... Just the explosion since our building got underway and, you know, the, the vill- our village administrator, who is a, a huge advocate of libraries, you know, he said in the beginning, you know, you need to put in the infrastructure that's going to bring in the businesses. And he believed that the library is one of those key pieces to the infrastructure. And since we've been built here, there's been the huge development in the festival food and um, a number of restaurants. It's the first time in Holman's history that, you know, they've had such a, uh, an enormous growth in the business community. So it's very exciting to be part of.
0: So I wanted to ask you about um, community partnerships, and then I wanted to ask you about, um, there was talk about a merger um, a couple of years ago between the, uh, the county and the um, um, city of La Crosse, and it was put forward, I think, by... Uh, the mayor of Lacrosse at that time. I don't know if he uh, continues to be the the mayor. And um, um, but are there? Before I get into that, I just uh, I had written the question. Um, do you uh, do you do? And we mentioned the school. So do you do cross programming with the public library or with with uh, the large schools or even the the K-12 school district in the
1: area? We're just beginning those partnerships. Uh, again, especially here in Holman, we didn't have the space to, or the staffing, to send, send out. But uh, the Holman School District took a uh, large interest in the library project, and um, in fact, their special education program was one of the most vocal advocates for us when the final decisions were being made to move the project forward. In fact, a number of those students and their teachers came to the public hearing and, you know, they kind of o- almost a, a true witness to the lack of resources that we had in our previous space because they weren't able to utilize it because they couldn't even get around in it. And that was a strong message that was sent with their visit and what happened that that brought the attention of the rest of the district and they were very supportive of this project. Um, we've had a great relationship with the school district of Onalaska and actually all of our area uh, districts. So we've, we we wouldn't be at the level of programming that we're at without them. Uh, we just came out of uh, March of the Bookmark Contest, which we have a number of, (laughs) yeah. It it amazes me how many teachers get their classrooms involved in that. Um, We also do some other programming throughout the year that would not be successful without those teachers advocating for it and participating in it themselves. And you had mentioned the artwork. We're have. uh, we kind of in between things now because we're starting to get ready for summer reading, but normally we have um, a number of our locations have rotating... Uh, Collections from the art teachers, and it's such a great experience. It's fun to see the art, and it's K through twelve. But I think what the the role that they unconsciously play is, those art teachers bring those pieces to give them an opportunity to fill our display space, but then those parents and grandparents and extended family come in to view the the items on display and discover the library or rediscover the library and um it's such a great partnership to have and it it just wouldn't be possible without those teachers who care mm-hmm. and know how important libraries are.
0: So Chris I'm starting it's about two o'clock so I'm gonna don't want to take too much of your oh, time so that's fine.
1: start to wind down. Here. And I'm sorry I didn't address the merger at all so we can do that. I so Uh, Mayor Tim Cabot from the City of La Crosse did uh, come to the county and propose a merger of the city and the county services. Uh, He felt that the City of La Crosse funding was no longer available at the level that they uh, were um, previously funded at, and so he was looking for a way to better utilize tax resources. And it's a discussion that comes up every decade or so, uh, because it is a um, you know it it certainly seems like when you look at library structures in the rest of the state that we should be more a more cohesive service, and some of those uniqueness things that I've already discussed are what really prevent the discussions from moving much further. Um, There's such a a gap in the tax capacity that you would either be affecting significantly library services in the city of La Crosse by lowering their tax, or you would be um, unfairly, unfairly burdening The out county taxpayers by increasing their so significantly without any additional service provided. So it it usually always comes down to that, that tax information. But more realistically, that discussion always ends up bringing to light the different roles that we play. I've mentioned before. You know, um, the community, the smaller communities are not looking to their libraries to be research and reference and archive. They're looking for a spot to hold their Brownie Girl Scout meeting or uh, their to bring together their um, sewing group or something, Mm -hmm. um, as well as enjoy the. level of programming that we provide so because our the nature of our roles is so different those discussions stumble a lot and and never get much further so for now uh, the city of lacrosse library did have all of their funding restored Uh, so their branch they had had at one point had to cut service hours at their branch locations that's all been restored um, I think that the service is generally healthy there and, you know, they're, they're a very innovative service in, in Wisconsin for libraries. We, we just want to do, we want to be good stewards of those tax resources and we believe that we do, we, we want to listen to our communities and provide the level of services that they're looking for and, um, and, and, and have them enjoy our facilities.
0: Do you have any predictions as far as what you th- where you think? I don't know if evolve change where libraries are going. Are we? Some places are moving, you know, more and more, increasingly more digital and getting rid of their books. Others say we're not getting rid of books. We're continuing uh, paper books. Mm-hmm. We're continuing to add because that's what our our community, mm-hmm. our community wants. This is so. um but do you have predictions, kind of overall, about where libraries libraries are going, and then, you know, within your your own communities as well? Do you have any thoughts on those?
1: I do think, obviously, that libraries in general are moving away from traditional services. Uh, whether you maintain the same level of of those services depends on your community. But um, I think that there's room for both ends of the spectrum, the digital formats and the print formats. We've been having the book list library discussion for two, maybe three decades. I mean, it's been a long time and those books are still on the shelf and they're still in our case, our main service. And uh, we've certainly supplemented that from the needs of our users. We do have digital resources of of our own and then of course through the state resources with OverDrive. uh, But um, alternative formats like audio yes. and uh, video continue to be to grow in popularity, and, and we want to support that. What we see here in La Crosse County is we want libraries to be a destination, mm-hmm. and so we are trying to be creative and provide more space for those meeting groups, for the early literacy areas where um, Parents, grandparents, multi-generational groups can experience the library a little differently. And uh, we've certainly moved away from that shushing um, environment, you know, that was, that's long gone. And we, we want to bring in the noise, per se and uh, we just want to be reactive to our communities and provide the services that they're looking for. For the cross County, that does still mean a significant amount of print resources, mm-hmm. and we have no intention of moving away from that until our community is ready to move away from that.
0: Okay. Uh, I was just going to ask you finally, um, if you have an opinion about the state of information studies as a career choice mm-hmm. for young people, and are, are schools training enough for new librarians? Are you finding qualified people? Are people still wanting to get into it? Are uh, students still inspired with the idea of being a librarian or connected with libraries in some way?
1: I think there's an inspiration there to still be connected uh, with the information world in general, not specifically libraries. Unfortunately, I think that because of the way that many libraries are insufficiently funded. What happens is uh, the professional nature of librarianship has been impacted by that, and the general user who walks in a library doesn't know the difference between your shelving page and your top-degree librarian. And at one point, that was, um, I think, impacted the salaries of Of the professional nature of the job. But in my opinion, from a user perspective, they shouldn't have to worry about who has what degree and who can provide what level of service to them. Mm -hmm. And so I think that people who are invested in providing good customer service, libraries are still a great draw. Um, there's customer service aspects to just about everything you do nowadays, but where else can you provide that service and feel so, um, appreciated for that, that service you're providing than libraries. So I think that the draw is still there. It's in, you see some of the programs restructuring, um, is that the Chippewa Valley area has created, has gone back to create a bachelor's level degree, which I think will eventually make a huge impact on the profession. Um, but I think the stereotypes of librarianship still exist. And so those still need to be broken down. But I think as we expand our view of libraries as um, more as as community support services, that we will draw in more interest again. I think it'll cycle back around. And um, I think there's a strong future in it. And um, libraries aren't going anywhere, in my opinion. They, They might look a little different, but they're not going anywhere.
2: We put out a quarterly, um, and we just describe very shortly what we're doing, and we bring people in graphically to the libraries. Mm. And on the very last page, or on the back of the quarterly, we have a question. And my biggest... Question mark. It's just a big question mark, because I believe, you know, no matter what a librarian does, if you go there with a question, you feel comfortable giving them a question, and hopefully you'll leave after you talk with that library with many more questions to Mm -hmm. explore and that's and i feel especially now with everything that's going on with information that we need our librarians more Mm -hmm. than we've ever needed them to uh, allow us to go with them with all of our questions and direct us to find those right
0: you know there's a there's a curatorial role somewhat uh, being a librarian, it's like, okay, you've got you've got the internet, you've got Google, and you're maybe a young person, younger person who, uh, or an
2: older person, mm-hmm. or an older
0: person who, uh, but you know, you have to wade through all of it, right? You know, what's true, what's not, Absolutely. or how do I find what I'm looking for? And it's really helpful to have someone who's who's trained who can or, vet that out, yeah,
1: who can vet it And that's out. what we traditionally did with print resources. You know, we we did the research and we figured out you know, what was the most current information and what was a valuable publisher and this and that. And I think I I see it printed often in in library journals and in other places that Google can give you a thousand questions or a thousand answers, a librarian can give you the right one. And, you know, I think that that motto is what our profession needs to keep in the forefront is we're still valuable because we need to, you know, help find our way through that yes. information highway kind of thing. Yes. The most
2: important thing, too, is discernment. In the sense Absolutely. Of discernment. Not that you're going to find the right answer, mm-hmm. but you're going to be able to discern with your experiences yeah. and your judgments. And that's what really, I think, if anyone should go in front of Congress, it should be a whole group of librarians to <laughs> explain <laughs> to them what is really going on. Yeah, there.
1: yeah. It, it's, we you know you're the, right, right. And the, you know, by no means does anybody go into this field for the pay <laughs> um, or, you know, the, the lack of dealing with the politics. But um, there's, when you have that passion, it's just, um, it's, it's the best place to direct it because, like you said, you, you, you shouldn't leave, a, you may leave the library without the exact answer but you're either going to have 100 more questions you now want answered or you're not going to leave empty-handed. You're going to leave with a direction to go to find an answer um, or discover your own answer, and, and that's what I've always loved about libraries, in particular public libraries, because um, one of the greatest things of working in a public library versus, you know, an academic or a medical where you generally know the type of question that's going to get answered. You never know who's going to walk through the doors of a public library. Every day is different. You can't predict who's going to walk in and what they're going to need, and the best part is that they leave with something and then they come back.
0: Great. Thank you for the interview, Chris. So this has been uh, John and Robin Boyles with another New Ways to Dream podcast. Uh, today we've been speaking with Chris McCardle rojo Library Director of La Crosse County Library. Uh, we've been uh, meeting at the uh, Holman Public Library, one of the uh, five branches of La Crosse County Library in Holman, Wisconsin. Chris, thank you very much for your time today. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you.